Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy. My name is John Myers. I'm speaking with Christine Gore, the director of the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation. Now, uh, Mrs. Gore, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. Myers. A pleasure. Your foundation has decided to partner with the Rosetown uh, Foundation for the Built Environment, as well as the Prince's Foundation. Yes. to support the setup of a, an internship program, construction internship program for at-risk youths yes. in Rosetown in, in particular, right? Yes. Why yes. did you decide to partner? Um, well, they would have us. That's, that's the truth. They were willing to partner with us. Uh, we've done a lot of projects, not a lot, but we've done a few projects with Rosetown before, you know, so we're not strangers to each other. We did... Um, when they first started doing the pottery with the Prince's Foundation, we supported that. And then they had a pottery project with the Prince's Foundation, which we supported. And then we did another project, which was called Cover K-Page with Care, where we um, got used the sheets from the hotel, and we gave them to Rosestone, and Rosestone modified them made them into single bed sheets and we donated them to KPH and that project ran for about a year that was really successful because we were supporting both the Rosetown community and the Kingston Public Hospital so that was um, that was a very very successful project so we know each other we have worked together before you know so we are a comfortable fit so uh, at-risk youth are not really, that's not really our main focus. We are really basic schools, but we cannot um, ignore this problem. And so we have been looking, we did one other um, at-risk youth program with uh, HOPE um, previously, and we were looking to repeat the experience and improve on the, the um the project that we did before and so we reached out to Rosetown and they were very very happy to have us because um, as I said we know each other and this is a community in need very very much in need and um, it's always a pleasure to work with the foundation and the Prince's Foundation so this was a perfect fit for us. So. Given that you've been already been in the community how do you think that this program will further impact the community and in particular at-risk youth? I'm hopeful that we will make an, imp an impact by offering the, um, the participants in the program an opportunity for a real um, um, lifelong um, profession, you know, whether it be as a plumber, a mason, a carpenter or whatever. Um, the building industry, what people have not recognized is that the building industry continues to grow and grow. You know, it's not um, it's not floundering. So it's a very strong industry and, and we're offering the interns in this program the opportunity to be important 
um, participants in that industry so that their future is secure. Now, uh, Rotone also has a master plan for its redevelopment. This is one of the gifts from the Prince's Trust, the Prince's Foundation. There's a master plan for the redevelopment of Rotone. And so our program moves through training, internships, and then we return to Rosetown for what you call a live build. So we will select an aspect of that master plan that the Prince, Prince's Foundation created, one particular aspect of it, and we intend to execute it uh, using the interns under, of course, the direct supervision of Gore Developments Limited, um, who are the people with the experience and knowledge in the construction industry. So we would have, there should be some tangible um, results of this, um, this project in the Rosetown community when we're finished, in addition to the impact on 20 young lives, which I think will make a difference to 20 families in the community. So you say it's, it's, it's 20 youth that you'll be targeting under this specific internship program. Yes. Can you outline exactly what sort of skills they will learn under this program? Absolutely. Okay, so um, we are going to start from scratch. We're going to begin with uh, numeracy and literacy testing because we acknowledge that many young people are graduating from high school without basic skills. And so we intend to address that quietly, um, discreetly, with no one needing to know that that is being dealt with, being dealt with because each, each intern has their own laptop and headphones. So once they put on the headphone and they turn on the laptop, nobody needs to know that they're doing basic English or basic math, if that is the need, if that is a child's need. If the child is literate, then we move on from there and we begin with uh, um, the learning how to study. Let's, let's start at the beginning. Let's learn how to study. Let's learn how to use the computer properly. Let's learn how to use Microsoft Word properly. Let's then move to, um, we, we call it business etiquette, but it's really soft skills, basic soft skills, being courteous, um, how to address and, and respectful of each other, um, and then we move from there into general construction, project management, customer service, environmental impact, and then from there we go into the specialty courses, the plumbing, the carpentry, um, the, the um, electrical, masonry, tiling, painting, all the various disciplines of construction they will be exposed to, not only in a theoretic, but also practically, because all of this training takes place on the Phoenix Park site. Um, Gore Development has given us a model unit, which will be repurposed into a training center then. And the interns will be transported there every day, and they will have their um, classes conducted via um, online uh, open, free open courses that are offered by the Open University of the United Kingdom and Allison of um, USA. 
and we'll have an intern coordinator present with them every day going through each item over and over again if the need if 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 there is that need until they have grasped it and then we'll move slowly from one section to the next. Each thing builds on the other. So so each experience is a confidence building experience because that also is a very important part of this of this program. So at the end of the day we hope we intend that they will not only be skilled pro professionals, but also confident young people, um, geared with all of the soft skills that they'll need to be successful Jamaicans. So you're, you're looking at the, the holistic development holistic. of the youth. Exactly, Mr. Myers, exactly. All of it, all of it, the whole person. Right. So they, they spend the whole day with us um, on the site. They will have lunch with our team. They become a part of the Go Development team, um, which is always uh, the last time we did we did this um, program with the whole program that made such a difference to these young people because they want that sense of belonging. You see, so they know they are a part of the Gore Homes team. Very important very important aspect of this exercise. All right, so when exactly does this uh, internship program start and for how long does it last? I personally interview them. They come, I sit with them one-on-one. -on -one. And so I would say by the end of April, they should be starting at the Phoenix Park site. So we'll transport them out every day and bring them back. And uh, we are anticipating that this the first group will take a year. We'll have them for a year. Um, nine, six to nine months of uh, theory, the online courses, um, and uh, then three months of practical um, on the site with our subcontractors who have stepped up in a big way uh, with this project. Uh, so they'll be assigned to each subcontractor and they'll work with them toe-to-toe, -to -toe, day day-to-day to see exactly what happens. And then um, at the end of that time, they'll come back to Rosetown to, to do our live build. So we will do, this will be our first set of children, will be uh, young people. I keep calling them children, they're young people. Will be uh, with us, we say, a year probably, and then we'll do another set, and then we'll do another set. So we'll do three sets in three years. You mentioned that an interview is part of the selection process, but yes. exactly what what are you looking for when you're selecting a candidate? I'm looking for somebody with a uh, with with a desire to succeed. That's all I'm looking for. A desire to succeed. That's all. Great. And this is open okay. to both male and female, right? Absolutely, absolutely. In our last um, in our last program, I think I had about uh, three or four ladies in my um, in my Kingston program, and I think we had almost six in Montego Bay. So yes, definitely, I uh, we have the ladies, and we have ladies on our site anyway. So uh, working on our site, so it would be. It would, it, it would not be appropriate for us to exclude the ladies at all. Now, uh, Christine, uh, you said that uh, you, you target at-risk youth. 
Uh, now, since you've been in the community, you mentioned that you've, you've been involved with other programs in the community. How, what sort of impact do you think you've been making on the youth? Um, it's very hard for me because this is the first time that I'm going to actually be um, be uh, present myself in the community in that I have been remotely involved, but this uh, this project is going to take me into the community. And um, in the in the last in the last project we did, which is the uh, cover KTH with care, we pumped a million, I think maybe a million, a little over a million dollars into the community by way of um, job work in that you we paid a certain amount for people to modify the sheets. So we pumped that money into the community. So that would have been a positive, had a positive effect on the community because we actually paid people in the community to do this work. So um, in terms of the, of, the, of the effect of that, I, I don't know how to measure that, but I know that that money went into the community. So it must have had a positive effect on the community. Uh, this project is going to be far more long-term and far more uh, far more widespread. So, what would you say uh, has been, you know, the most impactful change that you've brought about, or the, the Philip and Christine Foundation has brought about since your involvement in the community? Um, I think this is going to be it. I, I'm re I really like this project. I have to say, Mr. Myers, um, I like the fact that it's holistic. I like the fact that it um, it involves uh, so much. Um, uh, the, uh, it involves the computer because you know the young people love this virtual um, virtual world, and they're on the they're on social media um, already. So so I I think this is going to really capture their imagination. And, um, you know, in Rosetown, there's a, a great divide between Upper Rosetown and Lower Rosetown. But now we are going to have children from both sides, young people from both sides of Rosetown, traveling together, working together, learning together, eating together. So this is where I think the healing begins um, for Rosetown. Are you also involved in other communities in Jamaica? We do work in, uh, we do mo uh, mostly basic schools, Mr. Maz. That's really our, our thing. So we have 10 basic schools across Kingston that we work in with our, um, our IT playmates. We're big into, into the, um, the top, the computer world. So we have um, IT playmates that go into our schools and take uh, toys that are based on technology, and then they interact with the children and play. You see, there's no there's no IT in our curriculum for young children, and there's no play. So we take those two items into the schools, into the schools we work with, and focus on the development of the children. So we test them at the beginning of the school year, and then we work with the teachers and the parents to ensure that at the end of the school year, the child has improved. Each individual child is at a particular level of development, and our overall goal is to ensure that all our children are ready for grade one when they get there to primary school. Because this is where we think 
the um, the breakdown in our in our education system takes place at the very beginning. Because you see, there's no remedial education in our system. You know, if you get to grade one and you're not ready, they just keep pushing you through, pushing you through until you come out at the end uh, undereducated and angry. And so that's what these uh, at-risk youth, they are the product of this system, you see? So we invest in preventing it. That's what we try to do. We, most of our money is invested in preventing the, um, the, the system from breaking down at the very beginning. So, but you cannot ignore those children who are the product of the broken system. So these are the at-risk children. And so that's why we're working with them now. Why is it important that uh, you get involved with these sort of uh, projects? How much of an impact do you think that projects like these will impact on the country overall? Uh, I think it's extremely important that the private sector become involved in these projects, uh, Mr. Myers, because uh, if we don't, um, the system is not going to be repaired. You know, it's quite clear to me that um, we, have been, we have been on this road for my whole life. We've been on this road with education, and it hasn't changed, you see? And so um, what we tend to do when we get involved in education is to build schools and hand them over to the community or, you know, fix the, fix the thing. And ha That's not enough. That's not enough. You have to get into the classroom. You have to know what's happening with the children. Um, you have to pay attention to the details, um, and so that's that's what we try to do um, in our program because it's not enough anymore to mix some cement and hand over school. It's just not doing it. Um, and uh, I'm really I'm really speaking to um, the fellow members of the private sector when I say this. You know, stop doing it. It's not enough. It's not enough. You have to get into the classroom and see what's going on in the classroom and make a difference, protect these children, make sure that they come out on the right side of the system because you won't be able to, to build high enough walls or, or, or uh, you know, barbed wire fences or whatever you want to do for security. They're, they come out at the other end of it illiterate and angry and rightly so. And of course, you think that um, this is, will also contribute to a reduction or elimination of many of the social ills that are affecting the, the society at this point. Absolutely, absolutely, Mr. Maz. Because, you see, you know, um, I asked when we started this program in Rosestone, I said, how much does a gang member earn? And they said, earn? So just give them a money. I'm like, really? So... If I gave somebody $10,000 a week, would that be more than the money that they get from a gang? And I said, yes, absolutely. That's $10,000 a week. So it doesn't, it doesn't take much? It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. And, it and of course, much. it speaks to a, a, a need, a gap that, is, that exists. Yes, yes, yes. And, and the, what, what is so sad is that uh, we rely on, on other people, other, you know, certain sectors to address this problem. And what I think happens, Mr. I've seen, um, I've seen pure, genuine um, dislike for these 
youngsters, absolute dislike, you know, um, from the people who we are relying on to train them, you know. And I read the other day that a sentence and they said that you oppress other people in order to build your own ego. And that, I think, is happening to us. The people that we are entrusting with the, the well-being of these young people um, are oppressing them in order to build their own egos. You know what I mean? And so that's why I said we need to be involved. We, the private sector, the, the, the private individuals, need to be involved in a, in a, in a more hands-on way in their development. We have to do it. And, and this is your contribution to changing all of this. Yes, yes. This is how we um, we are trying to go about it, and we're not we're not saying that we have everything right. Um, we're happy to be criticized. We're happy to have somebody show us a different way. Um, I am a lawyer by profession. I am not an educator, and so I'm happy for the guidance. Um, anybody with better ideas, please come to me. I'm happy to hear. You know, I'm not uh, arrogant about it. I'm, this is my second attempt, and I was quite pleased with how the first one worked out. And I'm, I've, I realized we could improve on a lot of things, and I've tried to do that with this, with this program. And if somebody can show me how to improve this program, I'm happy to do that too. So this is the start for the construction internship program, and your first cohort will get on the way shortly. Now, what happens after after this? Will you continue the program? Well, the program uh, continues for three years, and I I, I don't want to. Uh, we have we we have options to renew. You know, each year we sit down and we say, are we going to keep going? But we have a budget for three years. Um, at the end of that three years, I don't know. I, I don't want to say whether I would continue it or not. It takes a lot out of me personally. You know, and um, I would then be past retirement age, way past it. So in three years' time, we'll have to sit and think about what we'll do at, at the end of that time. And, of course, you're also considering other projects. Yes, well, you see, my basic school is continuing regardless. That, that is where my, uh, my first loyalty is, you see. So I'm not just doing the um, the athletic schools. I'm doing my basic schools also, which I again I'm very hands-on with. You know, I know all my principals and I go to the schools myself. You know, so I'm very hands-on there too. So it's a, it's a lot. You, you see what I'm saying, Mr. Myers? It's a lot. So and these young people, they have direct access to me too. We have a little WhatsApp group. Very important part of the program. We have a WhatsApp group, and they, uh, I am in a WhatsApp group with them, and we communicate. And they, I am an early riser, and they, um, they are up all late in the night. So <laughs> it is, uh, it, it's very demanding, but you have to be there for them, you know, especially in the beginning as they settle in. You have to be there for them, and uh, it's the only way I have to be there for them because they, um, they need to connect to me. Commendations to you and your team. Continue to do the good work. Thank you very much. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. 
If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.